Hello, welcome to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, I'm joined by Håkon Davidson, a games composer from Norway. How are you today, Håkon? I'm doing very good, thank you. And thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Um, so, I mean, the best best place to start is how did you how did you get into working on game soundtracks and writing music for, for video games? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of like... It's a, it's, I feel it's a long story, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, different happenings that um, kind of led me into it, but I didn't know it until just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like my my first uh, first uh, musical experience that I like, where, where I really felt that music was something I I enjoyed was um, when I played Tony Hawk's Underground. And there's uh, this uh, this uh, secret stage where you can unlock uh, a KISS concert. Yeah. And you can play as, play as Gene Simmons on skateboard. And there were, I think it was three uh, songs uh, from a concert they had. And I, uh, I listened to those three tracks and I just felt, wow, this is... This is this is this is something I can really connect to. This is something uh, they are looking. They're, they're cool guys. They play like cool music. Their shows are just crazy. <laughs> so I, I just I just felt like, well, I I, I really want to try to try to listen to music. I I kind of felt like I found my found my thing. Yeah. And then later on, I. Uh, Played tons of games and picked up the guitar, uh, studied music eventually, and then I, uh, at the last year of uh, uh, for the music university, we had a project where we could we could pick one topic we wanted and and do whatever we wanted to do. But what is it? It had, it had to do something with music, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I. Um, I want to try to explore uh, if I could tell a story without saying any words. Yeah. So just let the music tell its own story. Uh, and then I uh, worked a lot of that. And one of those tracks on this, uh, this project was like, like a video game kind of track where I... Uh, included uh, chip tune music into a metal song and try to tell like a like uh, like a video game RPG story, yeah, but with music. Um, that actually led me to want to compose for for movies, uh, but I had problems finding uh, um, movie directors. Or people I could work with, but then I suddenly found a guy that uh, were making uh, uh, small mobile uh, games, and I asked him if he needed music for those games, and he said yes. And that is when I really felt that making music for games was more natural than practicing music and. Uh, or anything, I, I, I felt like I found my place yeah. in the musical place. So uh, after that, I I just tried to uh, learn everything I could about video game music and practice and get to know more people and just uh, uh, exploring and finding new sounds. And that is how I started. That yeah, sounds. I mean, I had completely forgotten about the uh, the kiss bit on Tony Hawk's Underground until you mentioned uh, yeah. it, and I'm just like, oh my god, yeah, that was I was so so weird at the time. So like, yeah. knew like obviously knew who Kiss were when I was when yeah. I played it, but then it's like I didn't know anything about that. It's like, oh well, this is this is something. I mean, the Tony Hawk's games, the soundtracks in them, just in general, is incredible. Yeah. Like the range of things they've got. So what was um, so when you said you started off working on um, mobile games? What was the the yep. first game you worked on? Uh, did the sound for? Uh, it was uh, it was two games we did uh, at the same time. Uh, 
Uh, one was uh, they were both aimed at kids, like uh, educational games for kids. Yeah. Uh, one was called Hungry Snake, where you are you're just is is kind of it's it's snake, but you you find the letters ah, to okay. a specific word and you can build the word. And so you for example get apple and you need to find all letters for apple. And then there's uh, a game called the Kim's Game, where where you have uh, certain uh, number of items and you take one away and you need to find the item that's that's missing. Okay. So we just just uh, kids uh, games and trying to make it fun for for kids and engaging. Yeah. So they could relax and learn at the same time. I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those things where I can remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of educational games, and now there doesn't seem to be as many for consoles and PC, but they seem to all be going on to mobile and stuff. So I guess it's kind of like an interesting way to start off, because I guess writing music for a kid's game is very different from going to write music for, you know, a survival horror game or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 really. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Uh, because with uh, kids games you have to there's a lot of things you can't do because you cannot scare the kids away yeah you want them to stay on your uh, on the game and uh, I think it's you have to just uh, find something that connects to kids I yeah. guess I mean when you watch um well, I don't know. I say this like I watch a lot of kids' TV, but all the music in that's <laughs> very, very happy and bright and jolly, and yeah. it's like just kind of very, yeah, just uplifting and relaxing in the same sort of guys kind of thing. So, I mean, from from there, where did you go? Did what was like the the first sort of I don't want to say real game, like kids' <laughs> games aren't real, but yeah, yeah. Ga- yeah gamers' yeah. game that you worked on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so after uh, after I did the, those games, I I met up a guy uh, here in Norway that uh, were making uh, an RPG called uh, A Broken Tale, and uh, he he wanted to do like uh, he he's a super fan of all the rare games with Banner Kasui and Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. So he wanted to do something like that, and I and I just uh, when he said that, I just uh, remembered. Oh, I, I played so much Bandukusui, and all the music just came right to me with uh, with with the unique style of Grand Kirko. Um, so uh, that was kind of uh, my next project, and I really felt uh, that. Um, it gave me an opportunity to get uh, an environment uh, or an area for uh, where the game was supposed to be and just make something to that. So I just kind of get a few instructions and make something uh, to go along with that. So that was a good project to go after the first one because at the same time I could work on a game but I could also practice just pumping out tracks and uh, finishing music because that is actually really hard to know when a track is finished, especially when you don't have a project you're working on. Yeah. If, you, if you're just making music for yourself, it's hard to finish that track you're working on. So that was a good way to uh, to do the, to kind of learn to know how or when a track is done. I do find, like, especially with computers and writing music, almost at a computer it's hard to say, yeah, this is done, because you can keep just going back and changing little bits and doing that. And it's like, obviously, if you're working towards a deadline or that sort of thing, it's like, well, I kind of have to draw a line at some point. I mean, going back to um, what you're saying about the game, the guy was inspired by those early Rare games, from a from a soundtrack perspective, like the SNES, well, NES, SNES, and N sixty four rare game soundtracks are all just absolutely amazing. So it's it's kind of a bit. I mean, I can imagine from your perspective, it was a bit exciting, but also 
to have to work on something that's at that level maybe a bit a bit daunting for for you know a first or like an early on project i mean is um I was, I was looking for all the games you've worked on earlier. Is a Broken Tale is it actually released yet, or is it still being worked on? <laughs> it's still being worked on, actually. It's uh, it's been in, in development for. Uh, it's it's more than five years. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and it's it's not done yet. I I know he's working on it, and uh, but it's just he's just a one guy, ah, and yeah. he has a lot of. Um, hurdles to pass with uh finding another uh, team members and so it's not been released yet but uh one day i am uh, very confident that one day you will finally be able to play it i mean i looked through the um uh, youtube videos of it and it plays like a top-down zelda game um but it does look like really good and i am i'm very excited to to play it when it's finally released so as well, I was going through your website and looking at the games that you've worked on, and um, the one that seems yeah. the most popular or most known that you've worked on was Little Golf Journey. So um, how did that come about, really? Yeah, it was um, around, uh, around the, I think it's yeah, two years ago now when, uh, when COVID started being a thing. Uh, I, I kind of had like a semi panic attack where I felt that I needed to to really make an effort to 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 uh, to network and yeah and uh, and uh, be able to work on projects. So I, I just uh, kind of panicked and uh, uh, and I uh, met up with all uh, kinds of people online. And uh, talk to different developers and other musicians. Uh, and I found uh, these guys from um, uh, Okidokiko uh, that were developing the game. It was uh, it was called uh, OK Golf HD at that time. Oh yeah, the um, original one was a mobile mobile app. Yeah, that is right. So uh, I, uh, I I talked with them and uh, they didn't. At first, they didn't want to have like an original soundtrack uh, because it, I don't think they knew that it, it was going to be that big that it ended up being. So they they just wanted to do some just uh, acid pack music. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he found a, a, a piano track that I did before, and he said, uh, "I really like this one. Maybe we can uh, license this track." And use it for our game, uh, and I said, "Yeah, sure, fine. Uh, l- let me write you a couple of board tracks because it's going to be boring with just one." Uh, and I wrote uh, three more, and uh, he said, um, "Thank you, and uh, we will try to include those, and and um, I, I will let you know further down the line to see how it goes." And then a couple of months passed, and I. Kind of, just, I just wrote a couple of songs, uh, and I felt that, yeah, maybe maybe this this track can be used in that game. So I, I just gonna send it to you, send it to you, and if you feel it uh, it fits, then you can just use it. Uh, and uh, he said, "Thank you, that's great." Uh, and then a couple of months after that again, he said, "I have some big news." Uh, I can't say what it is exactly, but uh, it's um, uh, we haven't found a publisher that's interested in publishing our game. So is it cool? Uh, let me know what happens. Uh, and then he uh, he uh, said uh, uh, that uh, there's a new publisher uh, that's called Platonic Friends. It's like a daughter uh, company from Platonic. And uh, they said, we, we need to step up the game, uh, that uh, we're going to include a lot of extra stuff. It's going to be more like story-driven. Uh, it's not going to be just like a mobile port of a game. It's going to be its, its own game. So uh, um, 
I uh, kind of panicked because uh, <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew that Platonic is huge and uh, Platonic Friends is also is also very big and um, they um, uh, they said don't tell anybody yet uh, but just make some couple of more tracks and uh, that was uh, frightening but um, we sorted that out and. Uh, I made a lot of new tracks, and they, they had more like uh, more uh, ideas for environments, like the moon uh, level, and and there's a couple of Celtic levels, and um, so we kind of like uh, worked a bit closer together now, uh, and uh, uh, refining actually what we want to do with the music in the game, like how, what was the purpose of the music. Uh, and then we, uh, after we released on uh, May nineteenth uh, last year, that um, it was going to be published by Platonic Friends, and uh, we had a good release, and uh, we got like very good feedback from the, the players, and uh, uh, I got an email last year uh, that. Uh, uh, they wanted to to do a limited run of games, uh, physical release of the game, uh, and uh, that was uh, really mind blowing because nowadays there's you can play a lot of on digital only games, but like having a physical copy of your game, it's it feels like it feels more like an achievement. Uh, than, than anything else. It's, it's something you can hold, it's something you worked on that other people can hold. It's, it's, it's something, there's something, I don't, I don't know if it's nostalgic, nostalgic, but it's... Uh, I mean, I think there's the thing of having an actual physical thing you can hold and be like, oh, this is this is what I made, you know, and it's, it's the same as like having music put onto CD or vinyl or something like that. It's like, oh, this is this is mine. It's there forever, and that can never be taken away from me. Whereas, like digital downloads and stuff can be just deleted at some point if if the path powers that be wanted to. <laughs> I mean, like with um, Little Golf Journey, um, I like absolutely love golf games, but I do find a lot of the more modern ones tend to be more kind of Tiger Woods PGA Tour sports sim ones. I have like really vivid memories of playing um early like PC golf games that were didn't have any crowd noises or anything and they were very chilled out. It was just lots of ambient noise and playing golf and I think like Little Golf Journey took me back to that with like the simple it's just golf. There's no crowds, there's no competition, it's just really laid back and simple designs and yeah, just very very peaceful and enjoyable i mean one of the things i did enjoy the the soundtrack is how that it all ties together really nicely but you've got the different areas like you the desert area and they all kind of feel like you're in there it's those areas with the soundtrack but also it doesn't feel like completely separate from the rest of it i mean how much um like thought went into doing that and how much like did were you able to make it all kind of sound as a concurrent piece of music? Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> I, I kind of have like a few ideas, like overall ideas that I wanted to do uh, for a soundtrack. Uh, the, the first the first is, like you mentioned, that it's atmospheric and uh, it should be like served the same purpose as the game has, and, like a chill out game, sit back and relax. And the music should also just add to that. Uh, then I then I wanted to make uh, each song as a song. It's, it's not it's not uh, it's not uh, like continuously looping the same like sounds, but it's 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 just like a song. So uh, each song tries to tell its own story. Kind of like like the, the, the same project I did uh, in uh, in university, yeah. where 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 the music tells its uh, story. So I tried to do that, and 
in that. Uh, try to give the, the try to uh, have them make their own story while they're playing. Maybe they're playing, uh, uh, like for example, the desert level, and there's this type of track that comes in, and I wanted to see if uh, if the player could just uh, start thinking about something. Maybe they could make a story about what's happened on the, the uh, level and with the music tries to tell their own story. Because when you're playing the game, uh, the goal was to kind of go into a Zen mode where you're not thinking about anything, but you're just, you know, your mind just wanders off. Yeah. And yeah, and I, and I try to like to do that with the music and uh, and not giving too many uh, too many limits for for the to the player, but uh, just let the player uh, make up their own story. Yeah, I mean it works quite well with the game because there is a story, or there's bits of a story, and there's you know the small sort of like text bits as you play through the game, but it's never like a fully fleshed out here's however many characters and stuff so you know having almost being able to piece together a story in your head with the music in the background really really makes it work because you don't have to think too much playing it but also you can as well and you can make it a lot more in your head um (laughs) if you did want to yeah, yeah, totally. That is uh, that is that's exactly what we want to do. Try to achieve as well, uh, having having uh, because uh, like the end of the game is not the goal of the game. It's the journey. It's it's a little golf journey, and the journey you're you're having while playing is the goal of the game. It's the Lord of the Rings thing. It's not about the yeah. getting the end. It's the it's the journey. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So with um, the game, there's obviously the physical copy of the game. Is there any upcoming plans for the uh, a physical release of the soundtrack at all? Uh, I uh, have um, I've mentioned it uh, as well as something else uh, that I want uh, asked or offered to include to the uh, with the music, but I can't, I can't really tell go into the details here. That's but, fine. <laughs> uh, I, I I wanted to do kind of. Being able to uh, to to the ones that purchase uh, the physical copy, to being able to bring out their own story with the music as well. Yeah, I have some a couple of ideas that I hope will uh, be accepted, but uh, we'll see. Well, I'll um, keep an eye out and um, keep my fingers crossed for you. So I was saying, um, I was actually listening to that on in the car on the drive home. Um, from somewhere the other day and it was one of those days where the it's winter but it started being a bit sunny and a nice weather and it kind of felt very apt listening to that um so i mean in terms of um other games you've worked on as quite a few that have already been released i mean first of all spook control seems to be one that's got quite a lot of positive reception online um so how, how did that come about because obviously it's quite quite different from a golf game a, a dice deck building kind of thing yeah yeah it's uh it's uh it's i would say kind of musically it's it's the opposite of uh, a little golf journey uh it's um <clears throat> it's, it's a good it's a game where you uh uh it's kind of like a board game but it's a video game uh so you have the all these characters that are uh, represent like a, like a physical token, and uh, you you play with uh, with dice, and you, you throw your dice, and then uh, you, you attack based on what you get. So it's it's more like a luck uh, a game that uh, uh, is more fast paced, and uh, it, it should be like more fun, exciting. So I met up with uh, with Al, with the, the developer, and um, uh, he asked if I could make uh, a, a, a test for for the game, and uh, I made the track called uh, "Ghost to Groove," and they said, "That's perfect. I'll, I'll I'll get back to you later, and then we're gonna 
uh, gonna uh, cover up uh, and uh, do a couple more tracks. And uh, he, uh, it took uh, like a couple of months, and then he was back and uh, said that uh, it worked great with with the song. And can you just do more of this, <laughs> and just uh, uh, so we can have uh, one for for the like the main theme, and one for battles, and one. Uh, one uh, mid boss and one final boss, uh, and um, the game uh, got very good uh, reception, uh, and uh, a lot of people liked the music as well. Uh, and then he uh, uh, he uh, he uh, said that because the, the, the what uh, what the reviews said was bad about the game is what it was that it was not too uh, much story uh he, the people want more story and more uh more uh more to know what happens in the game more and then he he made a, a free update that included more uh more uh, more uh, story and also with that we released a couple of extra songs to go as well with uh with uh with the update I mean, the soundtrack for it's quite um, different from a little golf journey. Obviously, you've got like kind of quite high tempo battle music and stuff, whereas little golf journey is very much um, like more of a chill out kind of thing. So, I mean, how did you how did you find it being able to go from writing music from one style to another? Are you able to draw a line underneath it quite easily and start doing stuff at a different genre or is there quite a lot of like refocusing involved in that to, um, to get that kind of vibes? It's, uh, it's, it's hard, but it's also easy at the same time. <laughs> Dep- depends on uh, uh, what I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I try to kind of, when I'm working on one thing, I try to like, live into that little world uh so uh while i'm doing it i kind of know uh, i know what to do uh because i'm just so into it but if if you go if you said uh, to me uh, like now that we need more first force music tracks I, I would have to get some time to get into that world again i mean i guess it's a lot easier if you're doing like a whole soundtrack in in one go rather than writing one or two songs for a certain game soundtrack and then like going back to another one and having to refocus your efforts on that so in terms of um your how you produce music is it different from each soundtrack or do you do you generally use real instruments or sample packs vsts synthesizers or is it a mix depending on the on the game and the project it's um i feel like i have changed my workflow uh, because I, I come from a rock uh, background with uh, just that's where everything's supposed to be real with guitars and drums and just uh, everything uh, should be authentic and real. But when I when I gradually did more um, video game music, uh, video game music has uh, this uh, history of using not real instruments. It's uh, uh, it has been from the very start not real instruments, and that that is just something that gradually uh, was uh, included in today's video game music. So uh, while I was, was uh, doing, um, uh, started doing video game music, uh, it's uh, it uh, went gradually uh, more into VSTs and sample instruments. Uh, and uh, I actually got uh, while working on the last last couple of months uh, last year, uh, I was working on the Crystal Souls Arena soundtrack, and I just thought, okay, let's try something different. Let's try to add real instruments now. Uh, and uh, uh, I hired um, for all solo instruments. Uh, hired real, real musicians to play play the melodies to uh, because I, I just want to try something different yeah uh, I, I, I usually get tired of something if I'm doing the same thing 
full time. <clears throat> and I have done much uh, sample instruments. So I just wanted to try to hear what uh, what real instruments would add to the music. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, then um, I uh, yeah I hired a lot of musicians to to play the the melodies and. Then I just uh, just want to do that with everything now. So uh, <laughs> it's 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 been a process where I'm changing and doing new stuff uh, all the time. So with um, the game you mentioned, where you use the instrumentation, Crystal Souls Arena, that's the yeah. um, the like trading card game, battle game. Yeah. Um, yeah. For... Is that mobile only, or is that on PC? Yeah, it's uh, this one, uh, Crystal Souls Arena, is uh, only for mobile. Uh, but it, uh, uh, a new game in the same series is being developed, and it's going to be for for PC and for consoles as well. So it's, it's the same same kind of uh, type of game, but it's uh, it adds more like the uh, PC and console experience to it, where it. Uh, where Crystal Souls Arena is more fast-paced, and uh, you can play play a couple of minutes, and you can do something else. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, this one is uh, is called Crystal Souls Chambers, and uh, will be like uh, one session is going to be longer. Yeah. So it's more. Whereas, like the the mobile um, Crystal Souls Arena, the mobile one is more sort of like a you play a couple of rounds and then yeah. you know ten minutes. Whereas the PC console ones one where you're going to sit down for hours and yeah. look at the clock and it's five in the morning hopefully <laughs> i mean i'd say listen to the soundtrack for crystal souls arena it's quite um obviously what you've just said about using the real instrumentation but it's almost bordering being like a an rpg kind of soundtrack how big and grand it is i mean i think yeah. i was listening to uh the song cave from it and it's just wouldn't be out of place and you know a big jrpg kind of thing is um you can really tell the the extra depth like all the the real instrumentation and thing added to it yeah yeah it's it's uh, really something else because sample instruments are really good and uh, i love using sample instruments but as soon as you add a real instrument there's something that's changed to the whole track that is suddenly everything feels more alive. There are some so just those small differences or nuances in the in the playing when you have a real instrument that uh, just adds. It, it feels so much more alive. It's just the the track is just opening up to the whole new world. It's just with a real a real instrument. Any two notes, even when they're played the same they'll sound slightly different but obviously a sample is just playing back the same the same sample so it is going to sound the same and it's just yeah it's just those very small little details that make the difference hopefully computers won't be able to replicate it but <laughs> scary what they can do now um yeah yeah it's uh it, yeah uh, i think maybe maybe someday we're gonna get there it, a lot of sample instruments are really good now, but it's just something. I don't know if, if it's because you uh, hear what you composed yeah. being played by really. I think that adds something as well to it. Yeah, I think it's a bit a bit humbling watching someone else play your music. And yeah, one of those sort. Of, it goes the same sort of thing as the the physical copy of a game. It's something. You know, you're you playing it's fine, but to someone else to be playing it to be like, oh, I I wrote that. So, um, in terms of yourself and your musical influences, I know you mentioned the Kiss bit from the Tony Hawk's um game. What other bands, musicians, artists had inspired you into wanting to make music? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Kiss that uh, that uh, you mentioned now. Uh, Kiss was the first band that uh, made made me want to listen to music, and uh, they kind of uh, both uh, formed me musically with uh, having guitar riffs and uh, 
and um, uh, like rock and roll lyrics, but also in terms of uh, a stage performance that it should be fun. Yeah, and something that uh, something you uh, it, you're you're there to entertain. You're not uh, you don't need, you're not only playing music, but you're entertaining as well. So that was uh, influenced me on that part. I grew up uh, grew later on to uh, to Metallica and more heavier uh, types of rock and metal. Yeah, and then suddenly I changed back. Uh, the, the, 360 uh, or 180 turn and uh, went to country. Okay. Uh, and I was I was all about country and finger picking and uh, kissing guitars. Uh, and then I was back to rock. And then I it was just um, at some point I just wanted to do everything. And I really really never followed my musical genre is it's more uh what genre am i into this month yeah i definitely feel that it's it's difficult just to be like oh i only listen to this and it's like some of she'll be like do you know what i i really need to listen to something heavy again put on some really heavy black metal or something like that and then the next month it's like, oh no i only only like really really ambient piano stuff now and it's just yeah why not why not just enjoy all of the different music <laughs> so in terms totally, of um, totally. in terms of game or film soundtracks is there any anyone that you would like to have watched how it was made um or like been a fly on the wall as they were making it um i think uh the early super mario and zelda games would be fun to to kind of just be there yeah at least just to say that you you you, you was there when we <laughs> made the games but uh but also but also because of the limitations that they had to they had to think in a different way that uh you you were doing with uh because you, you could record uh, uh lps and cds at that time but uh, the limitations that they had made, made them had to force them into take, thinking uh, differently and just kind of be in the room and, and see how they thought that uh, oh, this piano riff here uh, could be used to that sound and that will be kind of like a flute sound just to to see uh, with the limitations how they were forced to think differently I think that would be really cool to, to I think uh, yeah yeah i mean i think with like the early early days of game and soundtracks with as you're saying the limitations that they had it was almost about writing really memorable melodies obviously especially zelda that that melody is still used you know it's in breath of the wild it's going to be in breath yeah. of the wild and no sequel name and they're, they're still using that melody it's that good and you know that melody could be played with horrible sound and it would still be good and you know when they're writing it using pretty much just like a, a simple sign or square wave or something like that for the sounds and the same with mario like i don't think there's anyone that if they hear that soundtrack the little intro to the mario brothers games is they're not tapping their foot and nodding along to it and getting into yeah. it yeah yeah i mean like um, yeah i think yeah, like everybody knows those those tunes especially mario, uh, mario music yeah I think even my grandmother knows that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. It's just kind of, they've became so iconic and they've like, a lot of a lot of games are, are well known amongst gamers, but there's those things that kind of transcend that and it just becomes a bit of popular culture, really, and everyone knows about them. So in terms of um, so what, what I'm going to try and do is, is a, a, a new idea is just some <laughs> quick fire very questions. Cool. So I know I know a lot of the questions do we get very long answers. So just just a couple of really simple questions. Just kind of say what what your first answer is. So what's what's your um, your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time, uh, Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. That the GameCube one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't think I've played that one. I can remember playing the um, 
the one that was on the PlayStation One quite a lot and taken over a yeah, lot of yeah. my life. Um, and you're <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there. There's kind of games you just play, and it's like, ah, oh, where's where's the last six hours gone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, so your favorite like musical artist? Uh, outside of uh, video game music, just in general. Okay. Uh, um, I. Uh, I was Tommy uh, Emmanuel. Okay. Uh, I was really an acoustic guitarist. That uh, he has uh, kind of his music has always been with me. I don't listen to him all the time, but uh, it's just sometimes I, I can just go into that to his music and and really enjoy myself. And then it can go years without listening to him. Just like those, it's one of those things like an old friend. That you've not spoken yeah. to yeah, ages, yeah, yeah. and you just you just pick up the conversation like you've not, you know, you've not spoken for however long. Um, so in terms of in terms of game soundtracks, what's your favorite soundtrack of any game of all time? Oh, that's that's it's a hard to pick one. <laughs> uh, I know pressure's on. Yeah, like yeah, the pressure's on. Uh, I have to if I can only pick one video game soundtrack is going to be Banjo Kazooie. Because that uh, influenced me uh, on musically and uh, the composer with 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 a unique cartoony style and just fun uh, uh, with uh, really good melodies. But it's also good. It's good music to listen to. It's it's fun to listen to as well. So uh, I think because uh, both with as a listener and as a composer, that uh, has is my favorite. I do think there's there's those game soundtracks that are really good, but they you can only listen to them in the game, and like you can't listen to them outside. And then there's those ones that you can just listen to all the time, and they're just just amazing bits of music on their own. Yeah, exactly. So in, in terms of games, um, do you do you play play much games at the minute? And if so, what what are you playing at the minute? Uh, it's um. I had it in like a couple of years uh, where I didn't play games at all because uh, that was when I studied music. I just focused more on music. Uh, but then I just uh, could play so much games again because I could pick up and play, uh, play uh, here and there and just for short uh, bursts of uh, gaming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I really like to play, as I play mostly on my Switch. Um, I just finished my second playthrough of Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Uh, I've got to play that. Uh, my massive oh, yeah, backlog it's, it's of RPGs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the backlog is just getting bigger. Uh, it's, it's horrific. I don't want to talk about it, to be honest. It's... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I've just finished that one, and uh, now I am replaying actually uh, Earthbound. Ah, uh, uh, yes, SNES uh, game. Yeah, I mean, I I started playing Earthbound when I got the um, classic, the little classic snares, and it's just oh. it's so uh, so different from lots of other sort of RPGs, and then you think it was made probably thirty-ish, well. 25 years ago and it's just still still like so different compared to a lot of rpgs and things it's really really fascinating and that's one that's got a amazing soundtrack as well yeah i did really this is so so it's really good music uh there yeah. and the game itself it just is an rpg but it's it's not an rpg as well it yeah. just throws out all the conventions and all the rules of an rpg and just do whatever you wanted to do yeah i mean when i was playing it there was just times where i was just like what what i don't what have they done what have they done here this doesn't this isn't what i think an rpg is they've changed everything so uh, it's definitely one of those games that everyone should play even if especially if they don't like rpgs because it's not it's not your standard rpg uh it's it's english by real but it just kind of uh, as, a, as a kid would see them 
with with uh, uh, there's a town with a uh, uh, with a, some, some painters that are covered in like huge uh, blankets. Yeah, uh, uh, and it can really resemble like the uh, super racistic uh, group. Uh, but it's, 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 it's just political themes seen from a kid's perspective. Yeah. So in terms of yourself, uh, obviously on your website, there's quite a lot of games that you've worked on that are to be released. I mean, is there any... I mean, going through the list, there's Golden Light, Orpheus, Fall of Eurydice, Path to Prosperity, Into the Light, Cast Ashore, Primal Domination, Evil Wizard, This Means Warp, Crystal Soul Chambers that you mentioned before. They're all all due to come out fairly soon hopefully i mean is there any not that you you pick favorites but is there any that you were really excited for we have uh this means warp that's gonna release march uh, 17th yeah so it's fairly soon i i just finished polishing the, the soundtrack really excited for, for for the for that game because uh it was it was a challenge to to do more electronic music and kind of those dancing rhythms and um, and also try to not have so much of a melody because uh, in the game you 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 have to talk with your friends and and plan what you do strategy yeah so I I didn't want the music to to be to take uh, to too much part of the gameplay but also kind of get your heart pumping and your blood rushing uh, while while you're playing. Uh, and we have uh, this awesome community uh, for the game uh, where uh, there's a lot of people that are excited to play and have played a demo. So I'm really excited to to uh, to see the reception when uh, when it goes into early access on, on March 17. And I also have uh, Evil Wizard that's uh, is going to be pretty. Uh, I hope it's going to be pretty huge. Uh, it's uh, it is is kind of uh, I I don't think they the developer knows, but uh, they have a lot of uh, things from Earthbound that they like to kind of like anti RPG. Yeah, you are you are the villain, and they, you can play with the conventions of of an RPG. And you throw the uh, throw the rules out, and you have this uh, this fourth wall that you break all the time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to release that, um, because that is more orchestral classical music, and uh, it's been a real real uh, so much fun to to do the music there. Yeah, I mean, looking through the um, the trailers and the the videos they have, it looks like it'll be. Uh... Not not a serious game, but kind of you know the fourth wall breaking, just kind of a bit a bit light, but still still enjoyable. Yeah. So I mean, when I was looking through um one that kind of piqued my interest, Primal Domination. Uh, so yeah. it's like a, a dinosaur survival horror game, and that just reminds me of yeah. like back in the PlayStation One N sixty four days, you know, Turok, Dino Crisis, and yeah. yeah. And like, as myself as a like, I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan as well, and um, just yeah, I was just excited for that. I mean, hopefully you've you've had chance to go full full like John Williams soundtrack on it, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, uh, Primal Dominion is gonna be really fun. We have divided the game into to to the. Uh, the single player, which is more adventure, survival, horror uh, style, and we have this multiplayer uh, part of the game that's more uh, more uh, Call of Duty style <clears throat> shooter, where you, you you can pick if you're a dinosaur or you are a merchant, for example, and you you kind of fight each other and try to survive. It's not battle royale, but it's more like first person shooter. Yeah. So I mean, you'd say look, looking at the list, you've got a lot of games coming out. Is um, sounds like a busy time for yourself. Um, I mean, the be- best way to keep up with with you is that your Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly active on Twitter. 
So uh, if people want to check out more, I try to be active there. Uh, uh, so that that would be the best way to connect yeah. uh, if people want to. And what's what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's it's my name basically. It's H A A sorry H A A K O N D A V T I D S E M. I'll drop a link in the description of the episode as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think might... that's easier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I mean, so that that kind of covers all the questions I had. Uh, have you got um, anything you want to talk about at all? Um, yeah, uh, if there are uh, any uh, aspiring composers out there, uh don't be don't be afraid of, of trying new stuff and just throw yourself out it because if if you're if you don't force yourself to try it out you you're just gonna regret regret it later on so just just be brave enough to test test out try don't be uh, afraid of failing I, I know uh, it's a lot of people are afraid to, to fail. And I understand why I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to fail as well. But uh, if you if you let that fear take over, you will not be able to do all these kind of cool things that you can do. So, uh, so yeah. I was going to say, if people don't, people don't put themselves out there and try, they'll never get interviewed by me on my podcast either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If 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 you if you just throw it out to sell, you can be a yes, part of uh, of this podcast. That, 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 that's, that's a good goal. <laughs> I don't know if that's inspirational <laughs> yeah, or going to yeah, stop I, people from doing it. I <laughs> <laughs> hope not. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, if uh, yeah, it's uh, I just want to say if because I, I don't know if people know how much it. Uh, it uh, means for for a developer that people visualize the game, because then more people will eventually uh, find the game, and it means a lot for for developers because then all the hard work a developer has done uh, can be shared and enjoyed by more people. So please uh, visualize uh, all uh, all of my games as well. Yeah, definitely go and go and wishlist them. Buy them when they come out. Play all the demos. Review them. All all the people that yeah, you know dedicate their lives to making games that people love. You know, actually support them and make sure they can make more games. Yeah, yeah. It's been a it's been a pleasure having you on Hook and um, thank you very much for your time this evening. Um, thank you very for much. Having me. It's been a pleasure to uh, to be a be a guest of your podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Once again, I'd like to thank Hukun for taking the time out to be on the podcast. I'd also like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. As always, you can find out more details and the links to the social media pages on the website beatsandbleeps.com. 